As soon as Ned left, Tess threw herself back on the bed with an exhalation of joy and disbelief. You must be crazy, Tess. You are crazy, Tess. Crazy to be opening herself up to someone like Ned, especially with everything else going on in her life. But something about Ned wouldn't let her stop. Maybe his eyes, his charm, his boyish good looks, his innocence. The way he had just come up to her on the beach like that. Like she was a damsel in distress. It had been a long time since anyone had treated her that way. Wanted. And she liked it. What woman didn't? If only he knew. She was still cozied up on the sheets, reliving every detail of the delicious afternoon, when she heard the voice. Next! He stood there, leaning, smirking, against the bedroom door. Tess almost jumped out of her skin. She'd never even heard the key open the door to the suite. You scared me, she said, then covered herself up. Poor Tess. He shook his head and tossed the room key in an ashtray on the desk. I can see the lunches at Boulud and Taboo have started to bore you. You've taken to going around to the high schools, picking up guys after sat practice. You were watching? Tess shot up. That would be just like the bastard, thinking he could do that. It just happened. She backed off, a little ashamed, but a lot more ashamed that she had to justify herself. He thinks I'm something. Not like you. Just happened. He stepped into the bedroom and took off his Bryony sports jacket. Just happened. Like you met on the beach. And then you went back a second time. And you both just happened to meet for lunch at Boulud. A lifeguard. How very romantic, Tess. She sat up angry. You were following me. Go fuck yourself. I thought you knew, he said, ignoring her response. I'm the jealous type. He started to remove his polo shirt. Tess's skin broke out in goosebumps. She was sure he could sense her alarm as he began to unbuckle his pants. And about fucking myself, he stepped out of his slacks, smiling. Sorry, Tess. Not a chance. Why do you think I buy you all that expensive jewelry? Look, Tess said, wrapping herself in the sheet. Let's not today. Let's just talk. We can talk, he said with a shrug, folding his shirt neatly on the edge of the bed, slipping off his shorts. That's okay with me. Let's talk about how I treat you like some kind of society princess. How I bought the rings on your fingers, bracelets on your wrist, that diamond lariat around your neck. Hell, I know girls at Tiffany's by their first names. Carla, Janet, uh, Katie. Look, Tess stared at him nervously. It just happened. He's a good guy. I'm sure he is, he smiled. It's you I can't figure out. The jewelry and the Mercedes. Then you're like some horny little cotillion bitch doing it in the parking lot with the guy who parks the cars. She was starting to get scared. She knew what he was like when he got this way. He moved over to the edge of the bed and sat down. His erection almost made her sick. She pulled away, but he grabbed and squeezed her arm. Then he sort of cradled her diamond lariat. For a second, she thought he was going to rip it off her neck. My turn, cupcake.
He yanked away the sheet and threw her down on the bed. Then he grabbed her by the ankles and spread her wide. He rolled her back and thrust himself inside. She didn't fight him. She couldn't. Feeling him inside her made her gag. He thought he owned her, and maybe he did. He moved hard against her, the way he always did, something crude and foreign inside her. All she felt was shame. I'm sorry, Ned, she whispered to herself. She watched him grunt and sweat like some disgusting animal. He made her do everything he liked, all the things she hated. When he was finished, Tess lay there, feeling so dirty, shivering, as if the room had grown cold. She wanted to cry. She had to end this. Now.